This episode, on which we have no idea what we're going to talk about today, mm -hmm. but whatever mm -hmm. we do talk about, all of it is brought to you by Fracture, the people who print those photos directly on a glass. Uh, it's you know like having a, a retina quality display picture mounted on your wall. I've got a I've got a fracture print right here in this office where I'm recording right now. It's awesome. It's a it's a conversation starter. Uh, it's very cool and they're very affordable. Prices start at fifteen dollars or less for you because you listen to this freaking show. So if you go to fracture.me and you enter the code TTCA at checkout. Hey, it's the same letters as turning this car around. You do that, you're going to save 15% off. They're incredible gifts. They're awesome. We're going to tell you more about them later. But go check out Fracture.me. Use that offer code TTCA. I'm John Waltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. didn't do the thing i know i was trying to do a thing i almost I, went into my birdman voice left me hanging there i didn't understand i thought maybe you were just making fun of my regular voice we're <laughs> <laughs> making fun of your dog's uh, voice Lex. yeah You're so cute. maybe we should Puppy? explain uh what's going on in the background there mm, yeah so uh the cody is home uh he's doing great he's doing well at being housebroken but he doesn't have the run of the house yet you know he's still in that early phase mm -hmm. so right usually i've been working from home which i always do and he hangs out in the kitchen with me all day where he's penned in but right now i don't want to leave him penned in the kitchen because there's nobody else home uh so he is in his crate behind me in the office so he's actually having a decent time now he is the crying has abated he's just kind of playing with toys but you might hear him on occasion uh, and we can't acknowledge him when he's making noise because that would reward the wrong behavior. Uh, that was my question, actually. So, so podcast listeners, please do not yeah. acknowledge Cody. Don't talk to Cody, you jerks. Uh, so I guess the book came in is what you're saying. The book we talked about last time. You got that book. I will tell you the truth. I got the, I got the monk book that you recommended. And I got just some other random ebook that Amazon said, you know, a lot of people buy this one, too. And I kind of like the other one more. I, I like both books. The monks have some good things to say, but the the other one that I got felt a little bit more actionable for my purposes. Mm. Like like it, it was, you know, the the monks I felt like were like here's some general advice, and the uh, this other book whose name oh shut up and this other book <laughs> whose name I'll tell you about in a minute uh, when I find it. Uh -huh. uh, it was like here's exactly what you should be doing right now, my friend. It was like, here is exactly how you're going to do this. You have a 12-week-old puppy. This is what you need to be doing. It's yeah. day four of the dog being home. Do this. That kind of thing. Right. Exactly. And it's like, basically, you know, really, it was a lot of just teaching the dog to say please, uh, mm. which he does by sitting. Um, and so, you know, his first couple of days home, I didn't ever put food in his bowl. It was all hand feeding. And it was, if any time he wanted anything, he had to sit first. Wow. Perfect puppy in seven days. Is the You're most. a cruel taskmaster. <laughs> Forget chapter like, 11 in that book. You ever feel bad training a dog? <laughs> no, because he seems Just to like, really, he got it so quickly. He's doing great. Yeah, I, know. I feel bad when they're in the crate crying. Like the, this, this part is the not fun part. Mm. It's he like is the, sleeping through the night though. Okay. That's good. That's and good. what about, so how long did that last? How long did the sleeping through the night last? Yeah, I mean, how long did it take before he got to that place? Did you have to do any work with him? He, or was he just he right had there? already been starting working on that in his foster home. Mm -hmm. So, but now it's like uh, we put him in his pen. It's not a crate at night yet because we he has access to pea sheets too. But we put him in the pen at uh, 
sometime around 11, maybe 11.30, and he will let us know he's ready to go outside at around 6, 6.15 in the morning. Uh, he might cry for five minutes when we put him in the pen, but usually mm-hmm. not because he's so tired that he just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's good. hard work being a puppy. Oh, yeah. He's working so, hard. There's a lot, of, a lot of running around. And so, are your ahead. kids fighting over the dog? So that's that's what I was going to say, because it is a fatherhood podcast. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's right. This is yeah, I was going to bring it in. <laughs> so Sierra is definitely most enamored. She's mm-hmm. the uh, six-year-old, and she'll right. spend a lot of time with him. She comes out, because I come down in the morning when I hear him, I take him outside, and then right now he's getting kind of extra attention in the kitchen from me in the morning. And when the kids wake up, they might come down if they see the lights on down there, and then they go up and get dressed for school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sierra comes out each morning. She wants to play with him for a few minutes, and then she goes and gets dressed. And she wants to play with him before school. She plays with him after school. Awesome. Liam is kind of annoyed that I'm spending a lot of time in the kitchen and doing a little bit less morning Liam play time. And I'm trying to say, hey, Liam, come play with us in the kitchen. And he's like, why don't you come play with me and just forget about <laughs> Cody for a while? Mm, no competition. So we're working on that. When he does play with, that dog. Uh, with Cody, he gets, he gets right on the floor with him, and Cody really likes that. So that's good. Uh, Anya was super into Cody on day one. <laughs> Since that time, <laughs> over she it. has been a little bit distanced. Um, it's, it's really, it's a fear thing. And so we're trying oh. to just be super chill about it. Ah, like, that's right. She's like, what if he bites me? And, uh, you know, I'm just, she's worried that he's going to play too rough. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, he's a puppy. He is going to attempt to bite you. And so we sure. taught all three kids, you know, if he tries to go for you, you're going to shove a toy in his just, face. You're going to choke, choke hold him and flip him down. Pin him. Yeah. <laughs> Get your yeah, face we, right in his. We do what the monks say. We just that's put that, choke, we put that bitch right on his back. That's what the choke collar is for. Yeah. No, but so, but so she's been a little bit more cautious. And so the only rule I've given her is you're going to spend a few minutes with him each day and you're going to be like one micrometer more brave with him each day too. Mm. And she's been okay with that yesterday. Like I had her sitting next to me while I was playing with him and she didn't love it, but she did. Okay. Uh, Lauren was out. So I was doing bedtime by myself last night. So Cody uh, came upstairs with us you know, on the leash and in my hands mostly, but I put him down on her bed and she's like, what if he starts attacking my bed? What if he pees in my bed? And I'm like, oh. well, I am nervous about if he pees in your bed, but he's, I didn't say that, but I thought it, but, um, <laughs> he's not going to attack. Anything. He will pee in your bed. Don't, yeah. don't mistake me. So, but I'm, I don't know what the right play is actually with Anya here, but I'm trying to just be relaxed and say, you know, you'll become enamored of him when you're ready. Well, have you seen, there's this, I can't remember what it was. It was an MTV show or if it was like a, you know, one of the networks, but like before they started doing reality TV, it was like discovery or something. And they did, they showed this treatment for people who have OCD. And one of the treatments was this, there's this girl. She was like, well, maybe a young woman. She was, you know, adult aged. And she was just terrified that her mom was going to die. And she just couldn't, like, she was so worried about it all the time, super anxious, you know, and just obsessing about it. And so part of the treatment for uh, OCD people for these kinds of things when they're super obsessive is you confront the fear yeah. and you do it in a safe place. You do it in a safe way. But one of the things that they did for this woman was they had her mother there and they drew blood from the mother wow. so that the, that the daughter who was freaking out about it could see that her mom was going to be okay. Like here is blood coming out of your mother. <laughs> It's going to be okay. Okay. I'm not saying you need to do that with your daughter. Now, I, I'm just saying that, 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 um, 
there's options for you, Lex. That's, I think that's where I want to go there. So maybe you need to draw blood from Cody. That's what I'm getting at. I, uh, that's, that's interesting. I'll, I'll give it some thought. <laughs> or maybe we could do like a Skype thing and we could draw, we, each of us could draw blood from ourselves and you could show that to your daughter while, while that's happening. <laughs> like we could do like a Skype, th- you know, thing. I think that would help. And we'll also, and at the same time, we'll be just covered in snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Like, I'm not... to our necks and uh, <laughs> venomous, venomous snakes. I, so, like, I don't know. You know, what I, what I didn't say is yesterday when I had, uh, when I had Anya, she had a magazine that had come in the mail. And I was like, mm-hmm. why don't you sit on the floor in the kitchen here with me and Cody and I'll play with him and you'll just be near him. To, and she's like, I can do that. And then, like, Cody, when she sat on the floor, Cody, you know, jumps up on her a little bit. Like, he's putting her his paws up on her legs. Um, really just trying to say hi and do you want to play? Like, not not looking to eat her or even bite her. Um, and she starts, you know, getting pretty nervous. She's like, Daddy, I'm worried he's going to bite me. I'm like, no, it's fine. Just just keep sitting and you can even pet him if you want. And then she started to cry a little bit. Like, I don't want to. What if he bites me? And so then it was sad. And it's like, I'm not going to force you to sit next to here, especially if you're, like, worried about it. And so the strategy that we're currently adopting is, you know, spend a couple minutes with him each day, but you don't have to do anything and whatever. So we'll see. I don't know. Is she an empirical person? Like, if you say, well, we've sat with him you know, 17 minutes over the past two days, how many times has he tried to bite you during that time? Okay, that's a 2% chance of bite. You know, that kind of thing? Has she worked that way? Uh, A little bit. Like, we definitely talk about that a lot. I I at least, I I try to posit things that way. Um, (laughs) Does it come out more like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I'm really really just trying to say, look, well, how many times has he bitten you so far? None. Um, So I try to remind her about those things, but... Uh, she's really just like, she'll need to make the decision that it's okay. Hmm. Okay. So just on on a sidebar, please uh, have either of you have have your kids had a thing that they're so worried about that. It it just basically stops them from functioning. Like there are two things that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That should be our topic. We found our topic, which is bam, 15 minutes in sweet. (laughs) Uh, so my oldest, had a fear of tornadoes, and I probably still does, and elevators. Those are her big ones. Okay, I'm, I'm more Re- okay oh, really? with one of those. Oh, wow. <clears throat> elevators. Yeah. Hank, Hank, just, Hank has loved elevators since day one. I mean, just like he... Yeah. He, any chance to ride in an elevator. He, I mean, we would go to the mall, and he would just want to ride the elevator up and mm. down. Yeah. I am floored that people have these feelings about elevators. Oh, God. I'm telling oh. you... I don't want to push your buttons. Am I going to have to, am I gonna have to walk one off again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to push back, the, push back the mic. Here's the thing, though. Like For her, it's what happens if it gets stuck? What happens if it gets stuck in between floors? How would they get us out? What if I'm in the elevator and you're not? And this was all brought to the fore because in the condo in Salt Lake City... There's an elevator, and we'd have to ride that every day. Mm. And so then it became a numbers thing. Okay, this week, you've ridden the elevator 17 times. How many times did you get stuck? None. Okay, is it worth it for you to spend your time, you know, freaking out about this stuff? Uh, Probably not. Okay, good. 
that was where we ended. That was the sort of like, here's where you go. If you're going on this road, you can see, hey, I'm on this crazy road. I need to stop. I need to stop and think about it. And the other thing we did was, I'm going to familiarize you with the operation of the elevator. There's a big yellow button that says push this in case of emergency. And it's got a, a direct phone line right to the elevator company. And they can like, uh, yes, we're sending you to the you know basement or whatever. We're going to take you to your floor or what, they'll talk to you and, and tell you what's going on. And I know this because Marlo accidentally pushed that button one time. And we had a nice conversation. <laughs> accidentally in quotation marks. No, yeah, well, she just thought the buttons were awesome and wanted to push them. And so, you know, she was three or whatever and thought it was great. Uh, but anyway, the, so the elevator, she was confronted with this elevator ride every day that she was with me. And um, yeah, we had some work to do, had some work to do. And she's she's done really well, I have to say, to her credit. But I think somewhere, um, I, I don't know where I read this, but between the ages of like eight and 12, those are like the peak OCD times for children. Like that's when their, their worldview gets big enough. They can kind of see that the world's really scary sometimes yeah. and they, they can start obsessing about stuff. I, and I could be completely talking out of my ass, but I believe that's the, I, anyway. I mean, I buy it. I, like, I, I mean, I think I've talked on this show about how Anya in the past one time saw a squished blueberry looking thing outside and now won't eat blueberries ever again. And that was like three years ago. Um, and she used to, love blueberries but she saw something that was like that's disgusting and so now she'll never eat a blueberry ever again <laughs> so i'm trying to make sure we don't get stuck in the uh you know dogs are scary mentality for the rest of her life that's the one that i'm working hard to break i don't care about the freaking blueberries i don't eat blueberries either but still i would like her to be okay I, like i feel i really have a lot of guilt and anxiety right now over the fact that i brought something into my house that now has one of the house's inhabitants uh fearful mm. i don't feel great about it hmm well, okay. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. So. Right. Here's a, here's a Medscape <laughs> article. I'm gonna go ahead and send that to you, you gentlemen. But um, uh, not confusing too, OCD right? with normal ritualistic behavior of childhood is important. Most children exhibit typical age-dependent compulsive behaviors. Frequently, young children prefer that events occur in a particular way. Comma, they insist on specific bedtime or mealtime rituals, and they become distressed if these rituals are disrupted. Yeah, I have had that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Experience. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so what are, what are the big hang fears? Uh, loud noises mm-hmm. has always been the big fear. Not a fireworks was- fan. Not a fireworks fan, which is unfortunate because we have a house that <laughs> looks out onto the city fireworks, um, and we cannot avoid but seeing the fireworks every year. <laughs> so, Interesting. Do you have for, a basement? We have a bit, yeah. And so uh, he has has sometimes spent time in the basement. We also got um, those headphones, those like you know, the noise on, canceling on the runway with the with the batons headphones so that uh he and he often will just put those on at the beginning of fourth of july and wear them all day long <laughs> wow um, and we kind of figured it out when we went to disney world and when he was two almost three and we were you know they you know the fireworks started going off at like whatever time they you know seven or eight at night whenever they were going off and we started we're like oh fireworks we started running towards the fireworks and we got kind of close and he just started 
crying. <laughs> wow. We're like, ah, we're going back to the hotel room. So we ran back to the hotel room and then he was, then he was okay. Um, hmm. And he's always like uh, kids parties where they have balloons. He's just, he's very afraid that the balloons are going to pop and he'll oh, often yeah. just spend the whole, the whole party with his fingers in his ears, just because he knows that the balloon is going to pop and it's going to scare him. I had that as a and, kid. Yeah. We had, the, we had this picture of him and Scott Simpson's son on a ride when we were in San Francisco. We went to, there's that little park near uh, like the Moscone Center where. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've walked through that park. Yeah. Yes. And there's like a, there's like a merry-go-round, um, but there's a, but there's like a klaxon that goes off at the beginning of the merry-go-round ride. Um, it was like, a, and <laughs> Um, and we wrote it a couple times and Hank just like was, had his hands over his ears the whole time. And, and Sen was really funny because Sen was like looking at him like, like, what's he doing? And then Sen started slowly putting his hands over his ears too. Like, like, yeah, hey. that really, that really is rather unpleasant actually. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> like, nice. actually, I like this. Past, yeah, right. I could just put my hands over my ears. Yeah. That was uh, a number of years ago and he's gotten better about it. Uh, but he's still, he still does not like loud noises at all. And I mean, and that was like, I've said, that's one of the things that he doesn't like about the dog is the dog just suddenly barking really loudly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which he is wont to do. So yeah, I'm expecting Cody to bark in the next few minutes, by the way, because I hear some noise outside, just so you know, <laughs> is he, is he, does he get, is he territorial yet? Is he starting to feel like, Hey, these are my people I'm going to kind of look out or is he more like just letting um, people know he's there? I would say right now there's some of that, but it's more just like, what is going on? Like everything is so new and different that anytime mm-hmm. anybody else walks into the house, he's like, who are you and what are you doing here? I think it's a little bit less about protection and a little bit more about what's up. <laughs> what's mm-hmm. happening? Yeah. These are new people and new smells. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, what I can't remember. If I've talked about this on the show or not. So you guys can, Remind me if you remember. My memory is failing as a middle-aged man. Uh, when um, I split with my children's mother, uh, we determined that therapy would be good for the children, and specifically for for my oldest first. And we've been doing some stuff with both kids now. Um, and whenever whenever I can, I go to those sessions. Some then sometimes it's not possible, but for the most part, I try to go. So we're there as a family or uh, father, mother, and child, which, which child, either way. And one of the things that we um, worked on with Lita's tornado and elevator thing was to practice this repetitive, like here's the here's how we get into the elevator. Here are the questions we can ask before. Here's how we can have a conversation in our own minds before we get on the elevator, all this stuff. And Lex, I don't know if that's, you know, if you're at that level of we got to get to a therapist about this or whatever, but it really helped. Interesting. And, and it was sort of like a, okay, don't push the elevator button. Don't call the elevator until we are all together. That'll right. avoid any stress about, and Marla would like immediately run right to the elevator and push the button and then get in and you know here's this and i'm like wait 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 i'm not even locking the door yet like and someone forgot their lunchbox and oh no so we had to have some ground rules about how the elevator worked that helped a lot and then um i would say to lita before we get on okay get ready for the ride the other thing was is that we had some plans about tornadoes and elevators 
and what to do in case of fires and, you know, sort of disaster. And so periodically, when in the elevator, I would say to Lita, hey, right now, what would happen if the elevator stopped? Right. I'd be really scared. What would, and she starts going into panic mode. I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to tell me what we, what we should do. And it kind of forced her out of the, we're all going to die, to, oh, I got to solve this problem. And it's not really happening, so it's just a pretend problem. And it really, it just helped her. Like, it was a help. I don't know if, if your oldest is at a place, you know, like, I don't know if that would help her yet, if she's at the cognitive level that you have to be to kind of get to that place. I don't know. She seems pretty I, smart, so I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know. my plan right now, I think that's a really good idea and one that I wasn't even thinking about. But I think my plan is to see where we are one month after he's home. And if there's really no measurable improvement, then I think, yeah, you're right. We should, we should bring in the, we should bring in a higher power. <laughs> we yeah. should contact the authorities. I think that makes sense. Bigger dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're, look, you're really afraid of this dog. See this big thing? <laughs> like this dog is <laughs> killed two children. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Did I talk about what Kevin did with dog cradling? Did I ever talk about that? N- no. Is this like when you put the dog in like a baby hold? Yeah, so you, when you're watching TV or whatever at night, you hold the dog like a baby. Yeah. And you just kind of pat him soft. You're just chilling him out, right? You just rub his little chest. Yep. And if he tries to get out or get aggro with you, all you do is you just go, no. And you kind of get in his face a little. You're not like angry with him and you're not like, fuck you, dog. You're just like, don't do this. But kids, it's really good for kids apparently. Um, but it helped us with our wild feral dog. Wait, you're and, supposed to do that like you hold the kid in the cradle, and then, no, no, you hold the pu- the kid holds the puppy like oh, a baby. Okay. I just want, when you said it was good for kids, I just didn't know which one you meant. Yeah, well, yeah, we've been we've actually been doing some of that. Like uh, my big thing is I want to. I'm trying to uh, on this episode of turning your dog around. Mm-hmm. I am um, <laughs> turning I, your uh, fear around, Lex. Right, right, that's right. I, but we're we're doing all the things the dogs tend to hate, so that he can get used to them. Like we're messing with his feet all the time, messing with his mouth, messing <laughs> yep. with yeah, his ears. yeah. And like that's this what, is what all do, the yeah. books said to do, right? Both yep. books said to do it. Like you know, mess with his ears constantly, so that if you need, ever need to put in eardrops, you can. And mess mm-hmm. with his feet, so that or and like tap a spoon, tap a metal spoon on his fingernails, <laughs> yep, uh, on his claws, so yep. that when they need to get just tech, the he's used to the shit all the time, right? It's just like <laughs> and the other thing we're not doing. I'm not putting anything. I'm not. I'm not getting him prepped for the rectal temperature attacking. Like. <laughs> you know, just tickling the surprise. Actually, speaking of rectal temperature taking, uh, this is a great time for me to mention to you uh, our advertiser for the day. Um, <laughs> sure, med rectal thermometers. But let's talk right. about fracture. Uh, and as you you may have heard the the pre roll spot we did for fracture, even though I didn't record it with GarageBand, and so John's going to have to use my Skype track for that one. But oh I recorded God. everything else with GarageBand, <sighs> so don't worry. But fracture as you now know, is a company that prints photos directly on a glass. Uh, so you, you upload the photo or you choose one from their cool photo library and then you say, here's the size I want, send it to me, and they send it to you ready to mount or ready to stand up on a table, printed on glass. They print the colors directly on the glass. It's crazy. The colors pop like you won't believe and uh, you know it's you, you don't have to do anything. It's ready to mount. They even give you the screw so you can just put it right up on the wall if you want to do that and if you want to get the version that stands up, you get that instead. And the thing is, you think, oh my gosh, a photo printed on glass, that's got to be $8 billion. But you're a fool. It's not $8 billion. <laughs> it's actually really affordable with prices starting at $15 for the small square size, which is perfect for Instagram photos. They make fantastic gifts for family and friends and enemies. Uh, they're the perfect way to celebrate a shared memory with something that is also a unique and modern gift already. 
Each fracture, every single one, is hand-assembled and checked for quality by their small team in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I would I would say, and I mean this 100%, clearly the best thing coming out of Florida right now are fracture prints. Uh, if you mm. ever need to buy an... If you, if you need any other reason to buy one, if you're like, you know, it sounds amazing, like it sounds like it's going to look like an iPad screen mounted right there on my wall, the picture's going to be amazing, but I need one more reason, and just the fact that you're supporting the show isn't enough, how about this? John's, Moltz, and Armstrong have arranged with Fracture to get you 15% off if you use our offer code TTCA. So you go to Fracture.me, you upload your photo, or you pick one out of their library, you say, send this one to me, this is what I want, and then it says, do you have an offer code? You say, yes, I do, mofo. I've got TTCA. <laughs> That stands for turning this car around. And they're going to say, okay, 15% off. Boom. Boom. 15% off for you. And uh, as I've told you many times, I've got a fracture print right here in the office. I stare at it every time I do these ad reads. Um, It's uh, all three of my kids, and they're all smiling at the camera, which makes it an amazing photo anyway. Like, frankly, it could be printed on paper. It would be interesting because all three kids are looking at the camera and smiling at the same time. But the fact that it is printed on glass, it just looks awesome. uh, it's, um, it's, It's really, it's... I remember the first time I ever sold fracture ads was on the talk show and they talked about how they couldn't believe how well the ad worked because, you know, their bosses had been skeptical that, that they could, um, that you could sell a visual product in an audio medium. So I, mm. I hope I'm doing as good a job as Gruber did back then when I first sold that ad, but it's, it just really is very cool looking and it's shiny and it's yeah. bright and it captures the light really oh, nicely. Yeah. So they're, they're great. Fracture.me and the code is uh, TTCA or TTCA for short. Not only am I a customer, but I know many people who are customers, and I've never heard a single solitary bad thing about this company or the product. And and everybody also just like, I mean, keeps ordering them. So that's here's yeah. If they keep ordering them, I'm pretty sure that means they like them. I've yeah. given them as gifts to most members of my family. <laughs> mm. um, most, and then and then they buy them. Well, I mean, the ones uh, I like. And then they buy them for other people. Like, it's sure. going really well. Okay. So if you're in Lex's family and he hasn't yeah. given you. You kind of want to question then, some things. You know, right. You might want to try and work on your game, I guess. Yeah. 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 Your Lex and, game. Listen, if I haven't given you one and you really want one, you you can get 15% off. It's basically like I got it for you anyway. Just go <laughs> to fracture.tca. <laughs> just take care of yourself. I just have to say this. The only Please. thing holding me back is that I have thousands of awesome photos that I want to print. And so it's deciding which ones to get fractures made of. Right. That, that, that is the fear is once you start, you can't stop, but I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. I think, I think you, I, really what you could end up doing, John, you buy enough of the square ones. You could just tile your whole bathroom with pictures of your family. That's what I'm talking about right there. Shower, just a shower full of images. Now I have not verified that you can use these in the shower, but go for it. I know. <laughs> I just that's, that would be my thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it to work. Right. I have to do some kind of shellacking or something. But um, I just was thinking about this. Particularly, they have an art store on Fracture, and I was looking at this Heath Ledger as Joker uh, rendition. Yeah. Really yeah, scary. Speaking of about, fears, speaking yeah. of fears, this would be a great way. There's a lot of uh, creepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm noticing creepy clown pictures in the. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, art store, and uh, if you have a kid who's afraid of cre- creepy clowns, uh, just get the kid. Yeah. What you do is you get these them in a kid's room. Right, right. he mounts it while the kid's asleep, and they wake up to see it. And soon enough, they're over their fear. You also have like a, a VCR with a Poltergeist playing on loop, basically, just the yeah. whole thing. Um, yeah. So I think if I had, if I wanted like the, you know, fear shower, that's what I would do. Is I would just tile it with fractures of clowns and Heath Ledger right. and 
I'd have a shower in there and then, you know, like, oh, hey, kids, you're afraid. And then I would just have, they would go in and shower by themselves and they would have to deal with whatever's going on in terms of clowns. <laughs> and then maybe we'd change it out later to something else. But in the meantime, I think that's the way I'm going to go with the shower. It'd be nice if there was a shower door sized fracture. Mm. Then you could just like pop your shower door out and put in. Well, there's a large rectangle that looks pretty good. Sliding shower. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe hey, you know work. what? Just uh, apropos of little, but speaking of showers, uh, our oldest now handles the whole shower situation by herself. Oh, oh nice. That's Very great, exciting. isn't it? Big corner right there. Big turn. Big deal. We, um, I, we still help with the hair rinsing. Like that's presenting a bit of a challenge, but that's that's out there. Hey. She's getting there. Yeah. And the other one, the other girl in this family, Sierra, uh, has informed us, and we've given her many opportunities to change her mind. But she uh, she has pretty long hair down, you know, all the way to the bottom of her back, I'd say. And uh, she would like to cut it all off and donate it for a cancer oh. wig situation. Nice. nice. So That's her cool. showers do- are about to get a lot faster. <laughs> we should do that with Hank's hair. Lots How of long love. is it? It's not, it's not as long as it was, <laughs> but it's getting longer again. We're not doing locks of love. And if anybody would like to hear about why, it's because they suck. And Ooh. we're going to do one of the other organizations instead. Okay, so what is the organization, just so that we know? I wish my wife were here to tell me, because she knows, but she found the good one. Um, I think it's Pantene. Pantene Beautiful Lengths. That's the one. Locks Mm. of Love ends up selling a lot of the hair they get donated, because Uh, here's a great way for us to make money. Um, And uh, Pantene doesn't do that with their charity thing. Gotcha. You've got to have at least, the hair has to be at least eight inches long. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the only requirement and they're going to do it. She's going to do it. I have no idea. I can't even picture what she's going to, actually, she's the one who looks the most like me. So depending on how short it it gets cut, she might just be me by the end of this. Ah, here's a New York times article (laughs) about Pantene locks or yeah, whatever Pantene. Saying bad things about them too, or are they still No, it's saying Pantene beautiful lengths, a charitable program that makes wigs for women facing cancer treatment. Yeah, they're good. That's now but, pasted into Skype there for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, with um, with the uh, the kind folks at Locks of Love, they um, they're like, oh, we don't know what happened to about six million dollars worth of hair that got donated. We we kind of lost it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that happens every year, <laughs> and it's because they're selling it. Uh, good times. So if you work for Locks of Love, stop listening to my show <laughs> <laughs> or quit. Uh... Any other fears? Any uh, um, water? Anybody? Anybody afraid of water? No, no water fears mm-hmm. here. Well, there yeah. was some swimming stuff uh, with my oldest. Uh, she had she had a tough time in the water, and like we had these, we paid extra for her to have like a one on one teacher because the group stuff was didn't seem to be helping. Yeah, and that was hilarious um because it was at a it was at a jcc and the jcc did not heat their pool because it was meant to be like an exercise pool so it wasn't Mm. like a fun time pool and it was middle of winter so she's this like skinny little bird kid and she's just like freezing when she gets out so what we did was summer camp we found a summer camp that did swimming every day and that's what did it that's what cured her that pushed her over yep Uh, liam has had occasional fear of bad guys (laughs) Or like mm. fires, like anything that would need the police to get involved. Like, what would we do if there's a fire? What would we do if a bad guy came in? And so it's like, well, they can't. We have a burglar alarm, so there's no bad guys possible. Ha ha, suck on that, bad guy. 
That's the, nice. that's the uh, motto of uh, yeah. your, Suck your on that bad company, guys. right? I think exactly. I'm not mistaken. Um. <laughs> um, also, by the way, I, I think how Cody would protect us, he would just suck on those bad guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cody sounds like time. he's a badass. He can really take care of the bad guys. Oh, he's hardcore. Yeah. He's not messing around. <laughs> this wasn't really, it's not really, it wasn't a loud noise, but I remember when Hank was a, was quite young. I mean, like three, uh, we were, <laughs> we were in the bathroom, like getting him ready for bed. And it was, Karen was working, I think back then. And it was, so it was just the two of us. And, and he's, you know, he's tiny little cute thing in his like footy pajamas and we're like brushing his teeth or something. And then and as we finish brushing his teeth, I he I can hear cause the water's pretty close to here. I can hear a seal um, going <laughs> down by the water. Oh, they, an actual swim seal. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sea lion seal, whatever. I mean, and, and, uh, and I, and I go, and I go, I go, I go, listen, and we get quiet and you can hear it. It's a seal. And he looks at me and he just gets his, his eyes get wide and he goes, no, no. <laughs> and he just goes tearing into his room. It's like, and it never, I mean, it never happened again, but just like all of a sudden, like the thought of a sea lion was just like filling him with utter fear. Wow. So I didn't like sea lions. I guess either. fear of sea lions is a thing too. Uh, yeah. I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I wasn't a fan of sea lions. Uh, <laughs> As a child. Mm, yeah and also about 10 years well wait 15 years ago when i lived in san francisco and they were taking over the wharf i'm on a sea lion that diet i see out. lions i eat them yeah <laughs> there's like a there's no. like a shark, sharks and jets thing yeah damn those sea lions for a while um sierra was afraid of everything but she's over that now which mm. is good uh, but all three kids do insist that their closet doors must be closed before they go to sleep. Oh, yeah. And Hank none of them not, will say what they think is in there, but they need to close. He has never had that. And he's and he's always like he's always wanted to sleep with the light off, but he doesn't seem to have trouble sleeping. I mean, he's always wanted to sleep with the light on, but he has, doesn't seem to have trouble sleeping with it off. He goes to sleep with it on and then we come in and turn it off later and he never complains about it. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't and like and like the door open the door, closet door open closed doesn't seem to matter um which i think i mean like as a kid i was afraid of the stuff of stuff like that um not deathly but i was you know but sometimes like lying awake at night i would just like you know have that you know like the poltergeist clown thing where <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> looks like a poltergeist clown when the light is off it does but i first he just does not seem to have that that issue I wish I could have that. When I was a kid, I wish I had that, but I was not, man, I was terrified. Yeah. I had to take the garbage cans out as a kid, and I was convinced that one of three things was going to happen. One, somebody would decide that they needed to kill me by running me over with the garbage cans in my hands. And so oh, that's the I would, worst way to die is with a garbage can in your hand. Right. So I would stand on the curb and then lower it into the street without getting into the street. So that was my little OCD thing I would do. Like, okay, garbage can, I'm going to put it right there. So then if a car comes, I just drop it and run. And they, they're not going to be able to hop the curb. Or if they did hop the curb, they would damage their car so much that by the time I got out of the way, they'd probably be dead because they were dumb and like tried to hop the curb. That was one thing. Two, guns, I'd be shot. 
Uh, don't know why I would be singled out for shooting I in my why. small town of 15,000 people <laughs> while, while they get out the garbage. <laughs> but my brain would go there. And uh, finally, that when I deposited the cans, if it was dark, that someone would be hiding and grab me from behind as I walked back into the house. Interesting. And I had to like, so I started backing, like I had this whole method of like checking. It was a little weird. And then I finally realized I was being insane and stopped. But about a year and a half of that. And, you know, I had that little time. Garbage can. Uh, <laughs> situational. <laughs> OCD. Uh, it's pretty fun. I will say uh, I had a cold. And so for, I think you guys heard some of that cold actually. Mm. And so I ended up saying, I realized I should sleep on the couch. Uh, because then I could sit up a lot better and not feel quite as horrible in the morning, only feel like 90% horrible. Mm. So sleeping on the couch, uh, one night as in the, as the morning comes, it's around five fifty AM and I hear Anya get out of her bed to go to the bathroom. No problem. I hear her go into the bathroom. I hear her go to the bathroom. I hear her get ready to go back to her room. So she turns off the light and now she's plunged herself into darkness and she runs. <laughs> did I tell this last week? Now I'm no, feeling like I told no, you. This. No. So she runs back to her bedroom at like 800 miles an hour. Um, and I've, I'm, I can see it in my mind's eye as what's happening. Like she shut off the light. Now it's like, Oh my God, my eyes are adjusted to the light. And she, I asked her in the following morning, like, so didn't you turn on like the shower light, which is this really dull light that is like the eye adjusting in the middle of the night bathroom light. And she's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I did. But still my eyes got used to it. And then I turned it off. So I had exactly predicted what it or understood what had happened, but she just like, it was just clomping. It truly was like elephant <laughs> stampede back to her bed, leap onto the bed. Like I heard her air and she was easily like a seven foot jump. Uh, like it was basically as much, she doesn't know this term, but she was basically saying, fuck this shit. And she just <laughs> bolted from the bathroom as fast as possible. To her That's room. where she learned that term. She just learned it. Yeah. Yeah. She knows I, 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 I believe it was the first time she ever said it actually. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Yeah. It's exciting. You can hear air. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I still don't like the dark. I mean, I still don't like the dark. Like to sleep. Like, like if I'm in the house by myself, like the few times that Karen and Hank go back east to see her parents or something like that, and it's just me. I like to have the hall light on. So <laughs> Lauren does that too. She she leaves the master bathroom light on when I'm not here, and I'm like, whatever. I, when I used to, when I used to, I used to in hotel rooms, turn, leave the bathroom light on when I went to sleep. Cause it's like, it's pitch black in this strange room. But then I got over that too. I just, I want to sleep. That's my number one goal is just sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you ever have that, that, that thing where like you're just falling asleep and it feels like someone grabs your ankles and pulls you down the, out of the bed. <laughs> now I will. <laughs> I, had that, I think I only had that like one time, but I was like, just like, just dozing off. And it felt like someone had grabbed my ankles and like pulled me like three feet down. And I was just, and I just like sat up like, holy shit, what the hell was that? And, and there was you know, nothing. I was, I was right. Well, yeah, I was right where I was. I, um, uh, have you ever battled sleep paralysis? It sounds like that's a version of sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Um, but just last night, actually, I was exhausted and I went to sleep early and I went up to bed and I would fall asleep and each like three times in a row, suddenly I was like, it's that thing where you become aware that your body has kind of immobilized itself. Um, but you're a little bit too conscious for it. And I'm like, I can't move anything. And then I would wake myself up and be terrified. And then I would say, oh, geez, it was just sleep paralysis. <laughs> no, Let me go no. back to sleep. And then it happened twice more. It was great. Wow. I've no, never had great. that. I don't have no. that issue. If you I'll Google just, sleep paralysis, try, it's, uh, it's pretty <laughs> horrible. Sounds People pretty cool. who have it like badly really hate it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a treat. It's a, yeah. right. Well, sometimes you just need to feel alive, right? Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Fox News just seven yeah. hours ago published a big story about what is sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Is, did uh, they talk about how it was like an Obama thing? Like, oh yeah, Democrats are trying to destroy it's, sleep. It's related to vaccinations. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs that? Don't vaccinate. Whatever. <laughs> I vaccinated my dog too. People, awesome. <clears throat> Good. I was. I was going to yeah. ask you that. So I was at the vet you. today, and she said, "Hey, good news! Both of his testicles have fully descended." And I said, "Mine too." And she didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> 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 she smiled. Really? Can but, you check mine? Because I, you know, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I didn't say that. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> but I did say mine too, uh-huh. and she was like unsure if it was okay to laugh at that. Hmm. I did. <laughs> no, I'm sure you did. I'm. I'm not really laughing. Uh, as much as I'm just like shaking my head, wondering when the lawsuits are going to start coming for you. <laughs> if they <laughs> haven't already. You're yeah. assuming they if haven't they, on already. You're right. You may have some right. sitting out yeah. there. I don't know. But yeah. No. Uh, if if you're on a medicine, I, I can't take Ambien. For, for the, just like Ambien really messes up. I don't know me. how people who take Ambien can sleep at night. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> the next day, <laughs> the next day it's like, just gonna You're walk fully this whole awake, podcast off after fully aware, <laughs> but like I was slurring words and just saying random shit. Like just weird stuff was coming out of my mouth. It was the craziest. Like I've never been d- drunk to that level, mm. or you know, on any kind of drug, illicit or legal, that had caused me that kind of like just strange behavior, very weird behavior. I didn't so commit any sex crimes that I know of, but um, probably could have. What? What do you do when you need to sleep now? I listen to podcasts. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> These three guys have a tech podcast. It's super boring it's and pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, uh, I'm a Z man myself. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'll, yeah? Take a, I'll take a half a Unisom or half a Benadryl or something, maybe. Or melatonin. Yeah, do, uh, be- Benadryl. Benadryl. I got a, got a, got a Benadryl melatonin cocktail. Mm. Just like nice. ground some of that up and uh, and then make yourself a Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not, not, not actually, but advice. pretty close. <laughs> so there's liquor also. There, yeah, there's usually well, there's always liquor, but sometimes there's there's other stuff. So have you tried that with your children? I think that's the next question. Really, is <laughs> liquor? Yeah, if, if they're afraid of stuff, <laughs> no. how do you get them to sleep? If they're we, afraid. Um, we're we're like we're the anti-benadryl parents like we don't do the benadryl on the airplanes or anything else it's like we we don't do it but they're not scared of planes so it doesn't really answer your question mm. i hope that was helpful <laughs> he doesn't know he takes it for allergies but he does not take it for for sleep for fear i mean i don't think it's i don't like i mean i guess i guess it would work just to put him to sleep but um mm. it's ne- no he's he's never like i said i mean like that's not been a I mean, his sleep problem is, is usually just like agitate, like um, just being, he gets overtired and then he gets, oh, giddy, yeah. and then he gets oh, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I mean, so th- that's been his problem in the past, but um, it's yeah. never been as far as I can, I mean, as far as I know, it's never been fear because his, huh. like I said, his main, I mean, his only, his big fear has always been loud noises. And then, I mean, he doesn't, I don't think it's like a, so much of fear, but he doesn't like shots. Um, and he had to go get two or three vaccinations a couple of weeks ago oh. and, and he apparently did quite well. So, um, mm. he did not like it. <laughs> there's no, there's no liking it going on at all, but, um, 
but he sat through it. Okay. So hmm. he got us, he got like a, he got a pretty nice reward for that. Nice. So. Yeah. Like an extra shot of uh, bourbon in the old fashioned or <laughs> so much bourbon. Mm. Oh my God. Just like, so yeah, I got a <laughs> like a Pappy Van Winkle. To like, <laughs> you like busted out the 20 years. You got the good just, stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pappy Van Winkle would have been a good name for my dog. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. It's too late. Cody, you know what? You can give him the in quotes nickname. Cody yeah. quote Pappy. Yeah. Is, yeah. If he's registered with the AKC, yeah, he needs a lot. Uh, even if he's anyway. not, you just give him the nickname. You just you do it. AKC. <laughs> you know, screw the AKC. Who needs that bullshit? You just did you, you watch the, dog, uh, did the, you watch the dog show? The dog show was on recently. I did not watch the dog show. Yeah, we used to watch the dog show all the time, but we don't get cable anymore. So yeah, I would rather watch There's the no spelling bee, which I love. <laughs> of all yeah. the stupid televised competitions with like people who aren't as smart as adults, <laughs> the spelling bee is my preference <laughs> over the dog show. <laughs> Some of those dogs are smart. I don't know. Most of those kids are smart. Yeah, most of the kids are too. It really did work. Well, I'm not so saying they're smarter. Go. I'm just saying they're better spellers. I've learned a lot today. I don't <laughs> know about smellers. you guys. Better smellers, better spellers. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot too. <laughs> <laughs>